Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hello, come right in. All right, welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgating, your NASCAR podcast for Belly Up Sports. I'm your host, Rattlesnake, coming at you live once again from the capital of Texas in Austin. And I have an excellent guest today, a reoccurring guest, maybe now beating out Eric Estep. Uh, it's James from I Want to Believe NASCAR. What's up, James? What's up, brother? That's right, we're coming for you. That's right, macho, macho wanna believers. Yeah, we're gonna be the number one guy on this podcast, brothers. Coming for you, Mr. Estep. That's right, I see you in your car, brother. I'm coming for you, passenger side, brother. I don't, I don't know, that's all we'll I got. See, we'll <laughs> see you, Eric, with your Matt Kenseth hat. He's always got his Matt, Matt the Brat Kenseth. But I'll tell you who was there before Matt the Brat Kenseth, Ooh. brother. And that was Jeff Superman Gordon. I'm talking about Big Daddy, brother. Oh, shit. I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. I like it. Now <laughs> it's the- becoming a Kenseth versus Gordon thing. Um, there was a lot of battles. I remember like when an, I was watching a lot in the early 2000s, there was always some rivalry between Matt and Jeff, even before like that whole like 2006 Bristol spin with the shove and then mm, yep. Chicago land retaliation. Like, you know, even 2002, 2003, there was like a bit of tension between them. I could see at, at some races when they were running up front. So, Would you, you know, it's say, always good to have rivalries. 
Would you say, um, speaking of you versus Eric Estep, would you say that NASCAR currently is uh, lacking in good rivalries? Um, I, I don't, I don't know if it's well. I, I don't know if there's like really any rivalries too. It's like they try to make rivalries happen. Like, I don't know what this rivalry that they tried to stem between the 18 and the 19 was all about. What I see is more or less two dominant shops having you know the time of their lives right now making the the fastest cars on the track and having two of the best drivers in nascar now piloting them and able to pilot them to victory Is there, have they they tried to make that a rivalry yeah it was like oh the rivalry between the 18 and the 19 i'm like no just because they're the two best cars doesn't mean there's a rivalry yeah Honestly, no that's not a rivalry at all oh they, they even like martin truck jr and, and kyle bush put a an end to that whole thing i i think they tried to start it up at sonoma when truex beat bush and it was because they were one two okay don't there's no rivalry there it's like kurt bush and kyle bush there i don't think there's really a rivalry there either. i was just gonna say kurt and kyle more so but it's more just like a friendly brotherly thing where it's like oh, yeah, it's, yeah it's my brother true. was pissed that i won so he left me you know it's just, in the it's jet like that's funny yeah, yeah that's just funny because it's two brothers but yeah i mean martin truex jr is the worst person to try to stem a rivalry with. I, I, I mean, what's he going to do? Just call you a really polite guy and say that you're a good driver, but he doesn't like your attitude off the track? Like, what Like, what are you going to get out of Martin Truex Jr.? I mean, he, he he's the kind of guy that will race you the same way, but he still hasn't retaliated yet on Joey Logano, so I'm <laughs> exactly. waiting for that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Oh, it's, it's, it's going to come. Yeah, no, it's yeah, not. To quote, it never to will. quote Dale Jr., it's just like, you know, he said right in that interview, I always told Martin he was too nice. He, he yeah martin is a little too nice and you know sometimes nice guys get pushed around but nice guys are nice we need nice guys that's so. fine no and i have nothing against martin jokes jr being a nice guy uh we definitely need them but if we're gonna try to spark rivalries here that's the last guy that it's gonna work out with yeah and and you know kyle bush is just too good to spark a rivalry with anybody i mean maybe yeah. joey logano but it's just nothing's come of that and Joey and like Brad Keselowski are on the same team, so nothing's coming to that. So, and that's just team team competitive rivalry right there. Yeah, that's not a real. Yeah, it's it, just competition. You can't even be teammates even to be like a real rival. No, I think, man, it's really hard to, to stem back to like a good rivalry that I can remember from NASCAR. I think, you know, season battles. You see two title contenders kind of rise up and you see this you know more 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 battle than a rivalry kind of unfold between them uh carl edwards and jimmy johnson always come to mind for me uh tony stewart and carl edwards uh that that comes to mind too just kind of the way they the two drivers interact with each other and like you know teased and progged each other like the mental games that went on dale earnhardt versus everyone on the track i would say <laughs> jeff Bod- jeff bodine him and him and Earnhardt, that was a good rivalry, even that though it lasted. That was really good. It didn't last that long, and I definitely was not alive to see it. But you uh, know why it didn't last as long as the, the Jeff Gordon one? It was because with a good rivalry, you need the two best guys, the two most talented, to not like each other, to be competing. So the problem I think we're dealing with today is we have a limited selection of people that you can have a rivalry with, right? You have Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Brad Kozlowski, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., I mean, maybe Chase Elliott, but, you know, 
those are your guys, really, that you can kind of spark a rivalry with, and just none of those characters are going to be rivals. So, I mean, I think that the best rivalry that we have present day, it's the most obvious, Brad Keselowski and Kyle Busch. Those two drivers publicly have been on record saying they don't like each other. Yeah, they don't do uh, enough, They raise each during... other differently. But they oh, don't yeah, do but... enough during – like, I want to see them trying to spin each other out for a win. You know what I mean? That's a rivalry. Well, they, they got to get to that point. I think they're cool with each other right now. You know, they're both like dads. They're all like, yeah, you know, I don't need to kill you. You don't need to kill me. We're all good. It's like how, like, Roadrunner and Wild Coyote were, like, at the end of the day, like, oh, it's all good, you know? Like, maybe maybe if uh, later on the season they start roughing feathers, ruffling feathers, uh, you never know what could happen. Because that would be a fun it. one. Honestly, Brad versus Kyle would actually be pretty entertaining. They're both very talented drivers, two of the most talented drivers currently. They both have uh, usually have really good equipment, and they're both outspoken and you know willing to speak their mind in the media. So they, those two together actually would be incredible. The, the, and one thing I don't like, though, that uh, I think kind of stems from this chase aspect is you don't just get two drivers that kind of have to voice at each other you know you get like four now and you got four different you know corners of the ring yelling at each other and it's not as entertaining or it's not as interesting to me to have four i think when you have the one-on-one aspect it's interesting or even like if there's that third party in there that just doesn't like any of them the that's wild cool card. Yeah, wild, wild card guys why are the brakes working because i cut the brakes wild card bitches Charlie Day. Yep. Yeah, it's classic. Uh, the the aspect there, it just, I think it desaturates the rivalry that could be. Um, though I think last year it played out well with Joey Logano. He wasn't really a rival of anyone specific. Right. If you want to say Truex, I mean, you can. But honestly, Joey's just being Joey. Yeah, and Truex uh, is just being Truex. He wasn't going to retaliate or do anything, so... Yeah. So, I mean, like you can't you can't just start to you can't start some that's not there NASCAR. OK. And we have 36 week, you know, races a, a year. I think we can have enough storylines that you don't have to make up these like random rivalry ones. I mean, <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of stuff going on around the track. I think you guys just need to start being better reporters well, and out also, there. You can't just make up. You can't just start reporting on a rivalry that doesn't exist. If you're gonna make up a rivalry, that's fine. But the drivers need to make up the rivalry. You know? Yeah, what I, mean? I think that's kind of like the Earnhardt and Gordon thing, where yeah. we're, we're never sure if it really was the rivalry that they portrayed it to be, or if they were just like, "Hey, we're gonna make a lot of money off this. You know, act like an asshole to me, and I'll do it back to you." That's fine. Exactly. It's 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 kind of how like Earnhardt treated anybody he raced hard, whether it was right. like Tim Richmond or. Uh, Kenny Schrader. Yeah, apparently, he was a really Kenny. nice guy off the track. People really liked him. Oh yeah, he, he just Which is put hilarious. on a persona. Yeah, <laughs> he, he knew he knew it was a, an act too, just as much as it was a, a race. It was a, it was an entertainment factor of it. I think really what NASCAR is trying too hard nowadays is to be an entertainment factor. Um, you know, I'm not a guy against Eric Steeb. Uh, I like him. He's good. We're, I I don't know. Maybe we'd be friends if we hung out more or lived in the same area. I don't know. But something he brought up. <laughs> that I saw was uh, how NASCAR was uh, very vocal, how they really liked this package. They were pleased with it, and they're really more or less pleased with it because of the fact that it is an entertainment package. And I've said this from the start. The current package is just straight up uh, 
a restart package you want to yeah. have with two to go yep. and yep. everyone's bunched up and you want the most exciting finish ever here we go and it, it pleases you every time yep. and it has every time that's why you can't trust polls we even saying earlier how you can't trust twitter and stuff because yeah. you know it's just all like a bunch of blah you can't even trust any poll you see online because it's so biased in the way we either see who won the race, we see how the race unfolded in the last ten laps, yeah, the finish, or what factors finished it. It's yeah, all the it's finish. Like, it's like man, all the Kentucky, great finish. That's an eighty-one percent approval rating. Um, but really, throughout that race, was it that exciting? Right, and yeah. that's the thing. I'm I'm not going to get into my personal take on it. Like, uh, I think the race was fine. Is it eighty-one percent? You know, on Jeff Gluck's. Well, no, it is 100% not worth that much. I would uh, say it was probably the best, one of the better Kentucky races oh, yeah. I have 100%. seen. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yep, I, that's uh, what I was going to say. The last I, I can yeah. remember, it might be the best Kentucky race, um, but it was way biased for the finish. It was. I, I will say probably why I'd say it's better is because Kurt Busch won it, and that's a guy I wanted to win. Right. I wanted to see Kurt Busch pull it out. Same. And my favorite race, I think, was 2013. And Matt Kenseth won okay. over Casey Kane. And I really wanted Casey Kane to win that race. So I think that aspect, too, kind of has to come into play. Like, if Kyle Busch won that race, I don't yeah. think a lot of people would have thought it was that great. No, Though I guarantee. I would have, too. Because I guarantee we the race would have got, like, side-by-side finish. The race would have got more, like, 64% instead of, like, 81 like, oh, we I think had it would be that the, the drastic. Sound bites at, at the end of that race. Kyle Busch been, like, you know part two from Chicagoland of like sass and like big like king kong like i'm the man i just won this race suck it world Mm -hmm. like you know he he gets like that it's okay it's funny to see him like that sometimes but uh man you gotta imagine that a great majority of the pure nascar fans would have not liked that race just because kyle bush would have won it's like come on guys yeah you can't you can't let the player make you hate the game yeah i mean if if, if we're not watching a game we're watching a sport (laughs) real Uh, sport (laughs) if chase elliott wins it's gonna get a huge approval rating because oh it's 100 likes yeah they're like well chase won so that that was like 100 percent. even though like the kyle bush fans voted no against it (laughs) right some reason 100 their their vote never counts yeah uh, nothing yeah, speaking of NASCAR Chase, making but... things, I always can't stand how they try to make some of these drivers into superstars or faces or stuff. Oh yeah, like that's a big one. With Ryan Blaney, it's like Ryan Blaney's like, I don't know, pushed so heavily. Where I do agree with Eric on on one aspect, something that does help me see a superstar is seeing them win, and Ryan Blaney has just kind of been the third guy at Penske, you know. Mm-hmm. He's yep. sitting 11th in points right now, which is good. It's good if you're going to lock yourself in on points to make the chase, but it would be nice to have bonus points going in the chase, and nothing screams bonus points like wins and stage wins. And you know, Blaney's got to get those. He's got two stage wins this year, which are like two playoff points. But, I mean, when you got your teammates up there with like double-digit playoff points, it's like, oh, dog, you're slipping. I mean, and Blaney reminds me – uh, a little bit of Alex Bowman, and I know Bowman finally got a win, so this point doesn't make as much sense anymore. But Alex Bowman, I before he got his win, he was such a good, consistent driver. You know, he's getting top tens left and right. Young, talented guy, but it's like you know, is he a superstar? You know what I mean? Like 
He's definitely a fun driver to watch because you know when you go to the track, he's probably going to get a top 10 finish. Uh, he's young, you know, so he's promising for the future. And Blaney kind of reminds me of that as well. It's like he just yeah. can't get these wins. And he looks good when he's driving. He looks talented. Uh, mm-hmm. He looks like he, you know, should be a future star. And he just, like, doesn't get the wins. <laughs> and um, I'm sure if you're a Blaney fan, that's got to be frustrating after a while. It, it has to be because, like, you know, as I do like Ryan Blaney a lot. I was Who does a fan it? of his when he was came about. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I always loved his dad. Dave was the man. Right. I loved Dave when he drove the Unical car back not the unicow excuse me the uh, amco car then he drove okay. he drove the jasper car he drove a little bit for bill davis then the jack daniels car which was my favorite ride the uh, 07 uh but then he kind of like faded off a little bit towards the end of his career with the cat car and bill davis but you know ryan was cultivated and developed just for stock car racing you know his dad was this champion in world of outlaws and a like celebrated dirt racer that wasn't the path ryan really took so he's focused more on the asphalt you know circle track and it pays off because you know right now he's with the most promising organization in all of motorsports with penske racing and he definitely can break through i think where where we see bowman able to break through versus ryan blaney and yes we all know ryan blaney won last year at the roval but i don't think that's a, a a true win for him, like Alex Bowman, dominating and taking the win away from Kyle Larson at Chicagoland. And not only that, he had so many second-place finishes, too. It's right. like, you know, when you're up there contending like that, that not only just gets you motivated that you can win, but it gets all these fans around you to be supportive and to take notice of you. Like, I don't know any other driver this year that's gained more of a fan base than Alex Bowman. I will sure. say, too... He's, uh, yeah. I loved him getting a win just to shut up everybody that's like, oh, he, he deserves to lose his ride. He doesn't deserve that good of a ride. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what are you talking – are y'all watching something that I'm not watching? Like this, The internet just likes to hit the, the negativity. I'm like button. this incredibly young, incredibly talented driver that keeps you know pointing his, his way into the right situation. He's getting second mm-hmm. places left and right, top fives, top tens. He's so young. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? I was like, if there's one young driver that deserves a ride like that, it, it is him. Like, sorry oh, he's sure. not in the media enough for you, but he was always a talented driver. So it mm-hmm. always drove me crazy, especially this season. I'm sure you remember when everybody's like, oh, he's definitely losing his ride. He's going to have to go somewhere else. Uh, they're going to have to pull up, what was that, like Cole Custer and stuff like that. And I was like, what are y'all talking about? You know, the people are just making the craziest accusations about everyone. I think the there's too much hype on every driver. I was talking with this about this with Mark from Facts NASCAR. Um, the the hype on drivers has always been there. Even like when we were watching in the mid two thousands, like Reed Swordson, Casey Mears, right, yep. uh, David Stremme. I mean, even Casey Atwood when he was with Ray Evernham. The amount of hype and pressure that's on these guys to perform immediately, and they don't do it. It's like, oh, well, you're out. Like, I'm sorry, but like you guys, they were also competing with a guy like Ryan Newman back then who was winning in everything, and he was thrown in everything. I mean, it's it's hard to be like, well, that guy did it. Why can't you do it? And look at a guy like William Byron. It's two years now into his cup career, and we're saying he should have won Daytona. Daytona, right. dude. Come on, man. William Byron <laughs> has had some good runs, and he's had top tens, but he has not been that guy in the top fives that I'm like, he's going to win this race today. I have a really strong feeling about well, him. And that was the Alex thing, Bowman, too. 
yeah, yeah with, with William Byron. Like, yeah, I was like, why why is everyone more confident with him than Alex Bowman? I was like, Alex Bowman yeah. is more consistent than he is. And mm-hmm. I get he's a couple years older, but even still, I'm like, I'm not trying to be hard on either of them, but the 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 Alex Bowman thing just never made sense to me. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get why why fans hate so much on, on on specific drivers too, especially like a guy like Alex Bowman. He's proved himself along the way in in really tough situations. I mean, running with BK Racing, yeah, he had to give up a decent uh, Xfinity ride with with. Uh, Rab Racing when Rab was okay. I mean, if they had more money, I think Rab would have been one of the best Toyota teams at the, at the time. Um, that wasn't Joe Gibbs Racing in the Xfinity series, uh, and he, you know, he was lucky to land this ride when he did, and was able to have the success when he was filling in for Dale Jr. But I feel like the pressure of having Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car kind of comes with those expectations that dri- the fans just want to put on him, I which know, are that's unnecessary. So it's a bummer too that he's losing his sponsor at the end of the year. I know. Uh, I hate when sponsors do this. The junior effect, you know, they they like the the aspect of being associated with junior and sponsoring other things, but ultimately, they know they just want to sponsor junior or be represented with junior or like have that affiliation. So they jump ship and go to him. I mean, in this case, you know, uh, Nationwide's going to have some affiliation within NASCAR, some like partnerships and like uh, smaller. Uh, sponsorship roles but mainly their focus is being uh, associated with Dale Earnhardt Jr which is fine I mean that's your face that's your marketing guy go for it but like it takes the opportunities away from a lot of these younger guys like Alex Bowman I mean it's a, it's just a shame when I when I see sponsors doing that but that's yeah, just least, the nature I mean of at least East. Mountain Dew stayed in the sport yeah that's they good I mean driver. I know they're behind I mean, Chase yeah it's a totally they're behind Chase team, Elliott but... which is good I feel like they should stretch it more with Bowman and Elliot, uh, and like how like the like a dude crew, like maybe even <laughs> William Byron comes in, Dope. and then Jimmy Johnson's just like being healthy and's like you you hooligans, and they're like dude crew, and they're like extreme. Dude, Ryan Blaney should be in the dude crew. Uh, I don't I don't think Roger would let him. <laughs> I think Roger would be like, no, Ryan, uh, not Roger. Excuse me, Tim Cindric would come in and be like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're not drinking that Mountain Dew crap. Only water, bro. I, and he's got that good deal with body armor. Yeah. Which you know, speaking of true. body armor, I have I bought one today. Well, and no I free plugs. To drink, I can't wait to drink it. No free plugs. They, if they want to sponsor me, I will give my opinion on them when they're willing to give me money. Uh, well, I, you know, I just I just was looking for some other hydration drink other than water, and I didn't want to have Gatorade. And I was just reading like the back of it, and it looked it just sounded interesting compared to Gatorade, and the price point wasn't that bad. So I, I just stop giving one. them free plugs. It's not a plug. You are it's selling this now. Going to the Everybody store. listening to this is like, wow, that does sound refreshing and hey, affordable. You know, you know, are they you secretly sponsored by them? Eric Steve, so I, I guess they're okay. They, they keep plugging us NASCAR guys. You are guys. sponsored by them. I can't. I don't trust you. I, 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 don't, I don't plug anything. The only <laughs> thing I can plug is Sabelt belts and seats. If you want safety, get Sabelt. It's the only thing I can plug. Okay. I'll allow that one. Uh, yeah. I'm waiting for my Mountain Dew sponsorship. Still, I've been waiting on that for a while. Have All you I'm written saying to is, them or anything or like what no, is that? No, I just love Mountain Dew, and they should sponsor me. Um, they should just know that I love Mountain Dew. I'm just no, saying you got you got to you got to make them known. You got to like just go to the top of the mountains and be like, I love Mountain Dew. This is what I do for the Dew, and yeah. you're like you're up in the mountain. I I always do the Dew. I'm, I'm drinking a Mountain Dew right now. Listen, oh damn! That's 
So you can hear the straw. Yep. Oh, uh, you know, I can't. I can't get behind straws. Straws aren't allowed in our city. You know, I'm not a big straw. You eat a strawless, and I thought Austin would be progressive enough to be strawless. Oh yeah, it is. But I live in Westlake, which is in Austin, but our own area. Thank God. So um, I don't have to use. Occasionally, it depends on the restaurant I go to. A lot of restaurants choose the paper straws that dissolve. And I, I don't mind those. I I hate them so much. Ted's Montana Grill turned me on to that like a long, long time ago because that place is like totally uh, small, minimal ego footprint or, uh, you know, waste that they produce from their restaurants, which is interesting. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Okay, we're back. Uh, we just had some te- technical difficulty because of James uh, breaking the internet. Uh, Damn, because- lizard came into the room and I had to, I had to swat it. Dang, dang old lizard just went everywhere. Yeah, know? well, Sorry. I mean, he broke the internet because he had the terrible, terrible take that he doesn't mind those damn paper straws. So um, I'm gonna move past that okay. uh, and just hope that. You know, we can still be friends after that terrible take that he had. Anyway. Just don't use plastic straws, bro. Oh, my God. Just, ugh. What, what, what are we in, 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 in Central America? Are we in Canada? What? Are we in Europe? <laughs> Why are you using a straw? Put your mouth on the can. <laughs> it's not a can. It's, a, it's Arby's. This is an Arby's cup. Can you get oh. more America than drinking Mountain Dew from Arby's? Um, yeah, Taco Bell. Uh, yeah, Baja Blast. I feel you there too. <clears throat> anyway, uh, enough with enough with straws. While we're off topic for a minute, this is a good opportunity to ask your opinion about something. I had a Twitter poll. Uh, I don't I don't know if you saw it or voted on it. I hope you did. I'm it like was, on and off Twitter, but yeah. Okay, uh. it was where's the most annoying accent, like city wise. So, before I go over the poll and the results, do you have any, like, cities in mind that you've been to that you're like, yeah, that was a really annoying accent? Um, I don't know if it's an annoying accent, but, like, I'll pick up on somebody's accent and I'll start, like, talking like that person. Like, if I'm in a southern state, I'll start having a southern twang to my voice. If I'm, like, in Canada, I'll start talking like Canadian people. And I think that's probably, like, up there for me is Canada. Like I really like Canada and all. It's a dope place. 
But after, you know, you hear a Canadian person for like a little bit, then you start talking like a Canadian person. And then the next thing you know, everything's okay. And everything's just great and fine and dandy. And oh, my oh God. sorry. That, that sorry. might be the worst accent, actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I know. Because it's not, oh, I'm not sorry. from there. Oh, they're sorry. Sorry. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're any better. I don't know. But like. It's oh. just it, you, I don't know. I start picking up on it. So I guess maybe maybe Canada, for me. Um, but okay, that's a whole British country. This, you're naming countries. I need cities. Very specific. That's even weirder, man. I don't know. I don't know. Like because you know, there's like 20 different Georgia accents. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Would you Georgia. be able to know? Okay. Oh, so that's, that's what I'm like saying. Like, specific. <laughs> no, I'm being very specific here. Okay, so you said Pacific, like the ocean. I said specific. Uh, yeah. I don't need to hear you know specifics. I need to look about the specifics, okay, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here were the four city options that I gave. And then out of these four, you can tell me uh, if you've heard them, what what's the most annoying out of the four, and then I'll tell you what one. Uh, so here's the four, Chicago, Boston, Minneapolis, and Long Island. Oh, uh, that's really tough. Mm-hmm. As you know, the Chicago accent is quite annoying. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. But so is a Boston accent. Yes, especially like it is. a douchebag Boston Red Sox fan. <laughs> right. Man, they're such douches. Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, to listen yeah. to. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, and so is Long Island. I mean, right. Because like in Florida, you get a lot of people from like New York and yeah, Long I'm Island. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Yeah. And so. Long Island's very specific too. You can tell. When it's like oh, yeah. an obnoxious New York yeah. accent, you're like, oh, they're probably from Long Island. You know, I'm gonna go with Boston because even in the in the Departed, I could not stand like the the accents in the Departed. So I'll go with Boston on that one. Some coffee in Boston. Oh yeah. God, let's go to Dunkin' Donuts. You know, <laughs> they have the best coffee. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> um. Well, you. I think you'll be surprised to learn that Boston won this poll 57. percent Oh yeah! Out of four options, over um, <laughs> over half of the people voting. So uh, I think that's a fair one. Everybody thinks Boston's just disgusting accents. I even had somebody that uh, writes for Belly Up Sports. Um, I, I've ha- I think I've had him on the podcast. Maybe I, I can't remember. He's gonna listen to this and be like, "Motherfucker!" He replied saying Boston accents are considered attractive by Australians. And I replied, you are fake news, because nobody finds a Boston accent attractive. Uh, and then number two on the poll was Long Island. So you're, you've been pretty accurate about your takes on these accents as well. And then quite a bit of a drop-off at number three was Chicago. Yeah. I, I think the problem here is not enough people realize that there is a Chicago accent if you actually talk to somebody like really from Chicago. Um, and it's quite annoying, in my opinion. It's like a weird mix of like Midwest, but like like, uh, like a broke version of a Midwest accent. You know what I mean? Like just a disgusting Midwest accent. And then Minneapolis um, came in dead last. I guess people are okay with the Minneapolis accent. I mean, I, I get where the Minneapolis accent is, is bad, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's not one you hear that often. I think like to me, nothing is like more shoved in your face than a Boston accent. Yeah, they're very abrasive about their accent as well. Oh yeah, 
It's it's you hear it. It's like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. No offense to people from Boston. Oh no, all offense to people from Boston. <laughs> Your accent's awful. Change the way you talk. Rattlesnake, just speaking the truth. Well, I mean, us Texans never get complaints. I feel like uh, Texans don't have much of an accent. They just say y'all, but talk like normal. Yeah, and you got trucks. Y'all got trucks. Oh, yeah, we do. We have guns and trucks and churches, so we're pretty badass. Well, I mean, everywhere's got guns and churches, but y'all got lots of trucks. Oh, yeah, lifted trucks. Yeah, big, yeah, that's right. Them dumb pickup trucks, like you put spacers on the wheels, and then it's just like, why? <laughs> we got a lot of that here, too, so don't worry. <laughs> right. Texas and Florida are, like, weirdly similar in a lot of ways. Well, it's but, like a lot A lot of the trash from Texas and Florida end up in either or either state. Right. They kind of like, go back and forth. Like, if you go to yeah. a prison in either state, you might meet somebody from one of the other states, I'm sure. Pretty um, much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Texans, I, I don't – unless you're in specific areas like uh, East Texas, you know, along the Louisiana border – they, they do have accents in East Texas, like thick Southern accents. But other than that, most of the state, like pe- Texans don't really have an accent. We just mm. say y'all. And that's that's it. So uh, I think Texas might have the best accent because we don't really have an accent. Well, see, not no other accent is better than a French accent because they're just so mm, sexy. I disagree. So- what about a French man? I mean, he might be a seductive. He might have a seductive voice that makes me like, damn, I wish I had that voice. All right, so here, I let mean, me do I a might... French man accent, and you tell me that there's a good accent. Oh, ho, ho, you stupid American! Ho, ho. I mean, yes, when you when you sound like uh, some some guy, a French guy who's been smoking Paul Malls his whole life. I think they all are like that. Well, yeah, they smoke a lot of cigarettes. I did I did pick up smoking when I was down there because they smoked a lot, and I quit. Because I realized I wasn't European, so I couldn't keep doing it and, and live. Right. But yeah, they do. They do smoke. See, I don't think everybody I, smokes, though. I think French accents are terrible. You know the accent. Uh, another country's accents that are that are good. Uh, Ireland's a good one, and Australia. Australia's cool. My friend Luke's Australian. And yeah, he's Australian got accents are always accent. just kind of fun. They just sound like they're always down to just have a beer on a beach. Uh, he kind of is. He, he, he is always down for, for beer. And I, I work with uh, a lot of guys from Ireland that are just here on like work visas uh, for a year just to live in Austin. And they're all really fun, very just chill dudes that want to go get beers, like very stereotypical. And they feed into the stereotype. They're okay with it. Um, and yeah, their accent just kind of relays that sense of like, let's go have a pint and have a good time. And I'm like, that's a good accent to have. Cheers, mate. That was okay. That's Australian. I was gonna say that's very far from Ireland. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, cheers, mate. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were trying to do it. No, Irish. You always always got to be thankful, dude. <laughs> cheers. Okay. Always. Yeah. <laughs> also, the the like certain British accents are pretty cool. Uh, not the not the like fancy British accents. The more like working class British. Yeah, I mean, like, are you talking like steel metal bands from back in the day, like heavy metal bands, like those British dudes? Like, 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 like this, all right? Oh, like Spinal Tap. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, like those are pretty cool. 
They seem like we guys that eleven. Yeah, those seem like guys that would don't fuck around, and they seem cool. Not like the fancy British accent, because you're like, ugh. <laughs> I'm I'm not a fancy guy myself. Also, not a fan of German accents. I just don't like them. Well, it's okay. They don't like us either. Yeah, well, they can stay in Germany then. I don't like their accent, and uh, yeah. That's um. That's my hot take Matt, in Germany. People, he. That's the accents he can and cannot stand. If you are a man or a woman and you have one of those accents, mm-hmm. please stand clear of Matt because you'll just be wasting his 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 ear, you know, capacities of listening. He he'll want to listen to other things other than your yeah. Because Germans just like the way they talk, they're like passive aggressive and act like they don't understand, but they do. That's that's the German accent. <laughs> a passive aggressive person that yeah. just knows. But doesn't want to. Right. The fact that they're, they're like, oh, so you say like uh, Mercedes is nice car here? And you're like, yes, it, it's a nice car. It's imported. Okay. So, so you like Mercedes? That's a that's nice car. You paid. I'm like, yeah, you already knew that. Stop it. That's that German. was a very, very interesting German accent. Yep. I lived with the it's German like, for a year. It'd be like, it oh, I f- brought my Porsche to the tickle party. Yes. <laughs> That's a German. You just, you became a German. I lived with a German in high school for a year. He was a foreign exchange student. Hated him. Hated him. Is, hated, did you hate him as much as I hate Dave Moody? Well, I don't know. Tell me how much you hate Dave Moody. I mean, I don't like Dave Moody. I think he's an asshole. Okay. If I could just curse on your podcast for you a can. second. But yeah. If, if, if you, you can have a potty mouth on like, here all you want. If, well, if you're like that. Like how you're saying a German accent is his right. his just persona towards people is like a German accent, you know. He just thinks he knows everything, and then he just so, acts true. Yeah. Okay. So this is actually, let's get into this for just a minute. So everyone hates Dave Moody, correct? This seems to be a, a common thing, uh, at least online on social media, in the NASCAR world. Uh, I don't keep up with him at all. I don't listen to him. I don't follow him. So what's his deal? Why do people hate him? So I actually tried to call into a show once. I think it was like 2012. Mm-hmm. And I was calling in to talk about Tony Stewart, Stewart Haas, and like maybe the, some of the marketing strategy that uh, could have been presented with like this whole Danica thing. And it's like Danica might not be successful, but she's going to bring in enough money to like float this team. Right. Yeah. And I didn't even get Fair to point. get to my point before Dave Moody had to stop me and act like he was a marketing professor and basically <laughs> tell me everything I needed to know about marketing. <laughs> Basic Do you remember marketing what he that... told you? Because I'm interested in his marketing tips. Oh, man, it, it was so bad. I don't re- remember exactly, but he oh, just started spouting off like random spat, uh, facts about the the sponsors that were already there like bass pro shops and everything Mm -hmm. and how much you know that they're bringing it in and it's like you know they've been here long enough and they know what they're doing and like just like trying to give me a runaround that like he knew more than i so did was it was his point that danica patrick was uh would be a financial mistake for sponsors uh, he wouldn't even get into that point because he he basically shut me down. What was his that argument that you were trying to like speak that you were trying to speak with him about? So my argument was, or not even argument. I think the, Your the point, entire that's fine. Point, yeah. yeah, that I was just trying to bring up was that you know I think it's just a better financial move for them to bring on Danica Patrick because mm-hmm. with that team afloat, you know, it kind of gives them a representation to add a fourth car. 
because I think at the time it was like Ryan Newman, Tony Stewart, and Danica Patrick. And so was he saying it's a bad idea that they just shouldn't bring her on? Was this what he was trying to, the message he was trying to convey? No, basically the message he was trying to convey was that, you know, I don't know how much GoDaddy's spending. I don't know how much anything uh, about anything is, which is wrong because, I mean, the information's out there. You can go to jsky.com even back then and like right. look up like res- the the PR, you know, statements that even included how much, you know, GoDaddy would be spending. Even if you wanted to dig deeper, you could find the full, you know, excerpt or statement or even like some kind of like physical form of paperwork that just or excuse me not just a physical form but just another document that would back up you know so your everything. issue with him just in this one situation as an example because obviously there's more but in this yeah. si- situation it wasn't with the point he was making but the fact that he was just belittling belittling you and um underestimating your knowledge basically yeah okay. it's like i i i get that he has to deal with a lot of fans and that maybe a lot of the fans that call in are not knowledgeable people, aren't smart people, and may be like just spouting off random nonsense. Look, all I'm saying is Dianica's a woman, <laughs> and if we were Islam, she wouldn't even be driving. <laughs> wow. That's a yeah, hot take, like, dude. That's yeah, a hot take. Stu- what about like an like Islamic I've... woke redneck? When he's just like, I mean, you know, praise Allah, you know, uh, Dianica shouldn't drive because she's a woman. <laughs> And uh, I love my Muslim brothers. I think that's probably like when like some people would get through the screened calls. And that's probably why he probably shuffled people off the air so quickly. It's just like, <laughs> I need to get to the next person immediately. Yeah. Uh, there's well, so that, many people calling in That right person would be an SNL skit. That would be a great one. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So I've just seen everybody hates him. And I just wasn't really ever sure why... Uh, and then I'm like, well, I don't really want to listen to him if everybody hates him so much. So then it's this like cycle of me never really understanding why he has so much hate. Well, uh, for a while, I thought I was, I thought it was me. I thought I was just an idiot, and I probably oh, didn't no, know what I was talking no, it about. It seems like everybody that I and, see on yeah, Twitter. But that, that's what I came to find out was like, man, he's just really treated everyone like garbage. It's like I'm not the only person. Like I've, I even remember calling in a Dave Despain show back in the day, and. I was making dumb points. I was not the most educated person at times. I was more speaking with passion as a fan, and I think he really wanted those clips for his show. Dude, I have a podcast, and I'm a dumb person that doesn't know anything, so it's okay. Yeah, but when you're going up against Dave Despain, it's kind of hard to yeah. look good. Right, I mean, obviously. But, yeah, that's why yeah. I bring people like you on so I can look good. <laughs> I'd like to have a conversation <laughs> with Dave Despain. I'd, I'd, I'd like to like just pick his brain about just all of his experience and like not just experience but his experiences and everything he kind of like was able to see and also achieve with his work it's pretty pretty crazy because he was like in the dopest times of racing you know he was around like during like the 90s the 80s he was there for like motocross to become like a big thing and shit like he saw some pretty cool stuff so i don't know there's like I don't know. Even even nowadays, I kind of feel like we're all kind of growing up in the wrong t- wrong era of racing. Yeah, definitely for racing. It's a tough one. It's cool that we get to grow up with social media and streaming. Yeah. And you can say, well, that's part of the problem. And you're not wrong. <laughs> it is part of the problem. But it also is so much more accessible now and easier to yep. vocalize op- opinions. And like, so it, it's, uh, you know, it's bittersweet. 
it's it's like a double-edged sword because like yeah like you see what was around and what was there and it's like man if only like only i definitely I had twitter liked... and hashtags i would have been hashtagging the intimidator like crazy yeah. if i had a digital camera back then geez i would just like have been like secretly getting all these photos and then archiving them for later on in life yeah i mean because like i can't find photos 90 percent of the time oh, it's a pain man. in the ass yeah i told i'm with you there when I'm trying to like create new designs and stuff, and I'm looking for good photos, and I'm like, "Well, these are the same ten that I get every time." You can't keep using them, man. You got to keep switching them up. That's what I'm trying to switch up. Did you like my my new shirt with the the throwback Wrangler uh, Dale Earnhardt car? I saw that. It was it was, it was a good way to to commemorate the uh, old Ironhead era of Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, do you like that? Yeah, it was, it was decent. Yeah, I thought Ooh. it was a good design. I like uh, I like that minimalism. Ooh, just the it's, decent, huh? All right. All right. I mean, yo, it's, it's all about that minimalism, yo. That's what I was going for. But See, you what, know what you got to do like, is minimalist also guy, like so. Well, you got to you got to throw that that nice chair gating logo you made that looks so old school and retro on some shirts, too. And then it'd be mighty fine designs cuz then you'd have multis, you know, I'm just saying. Oh, you know, so you you're saying span a line. you think I need to put the the logo on more things? I mean, you you worked hard on that retro logo to put it on the hood. Why just put it on the hood? Put it put it on the t-shirt too. Put it, like make a t-shirt just with that retro logo on it. Oh, be like Cherokee. Oh, are you talking about the one that I like replicated the Wrangler of to yeah. put on the hood? Yeah, that is kind of cool looking, wasn't it? Yeah, you should you should put that on some stuff. Put it on some koozies. You know, you gotta you gotta promote like yeah. that that you keep your Mountain Dew cool. Uh, so, you know, your dew doesn't cool your hand and your hand doesn't warm your dew. You well, know what I mean? I you mean, I think... Keep growing that. I think that my... I, I, and I don't think I'm being biased when I say this or opinionated. I think it's just, you know, a matter of fact um, that my t-shirt design is the best one that's ever been created in the history of racing. Now, now see, here's one man that will disagree with you. His name is Lou Creative. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's almost as good as me. So, um, <laughs> you know, props to him for almost getting to my level. Uh, yeah. I think I think maybe the problem with Lou and I is we went to art school and you didn't. You just like skipped skipped all the the traditional barriers. You just jumped and went in, didn't you? Yeah, I'm not gonna go to art school. What, am I a nerd? <laughs> Hell no, I'm cool. Uh, no, I didn't go to art school. I went to. Uh, a big university and went to football games and joined a fraternity and partied and they called uh, me buzz i got straight c's <laughs> <laughs> i woke up every day it would be like you know some soco rally have some natty lights <laughs> go to class no didn't go to class i mean you gotta go to class and then have some more natty lights no you don't go to class duh everybody knows that dude See, I, I I had to go to class. Like, I didn't have that nice option like most people oh. did. Like, you can miss class. Like, oh, if yeah, I missed three I never classes, class. I was expelled from my class. Well, so. I've tried to make uh, shirts with you, and you're so damn picky that we can't ever get anything. So I just keep making my own, and people keep loving them. So I mean, you can yeah, more, shove your art school degree up your butt with that. Whoa! What what are these? Like I don't. You gotta explain exactly what's going on with these older, like people when they like make the photo with the old dude face. 
Like, what is that? Oh, yeah. It's like a thing right now that everybody's doing. Why? I don't know. Everybody's doing it, so I did it. I mean, I don't... Like, I'm just and yes, if everyone things. jumped off a bridge, 100% I would jump off a bridge. So don't even ask that. That's a stupid question. Obviously, oh, I'd man, jump like, off a bridge. I just saw Eric. Someone did it with, like, Eric yes. and Matt Kenseth. And I'm like, oh, oh, they made Matt look old. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Um, Not about that. So you're going to have to – all right, this last time, you see down there with your face on my Instagram? Um, I have this picture of you down there. Anyway, this time you're gonna have to send me some image to post on my Instagram with like your a face. picture. Yeah, because I had to like go through YouTube and like find a good like image of you and stuff. So yeah, this time you're gonna send me something and be like, "Listen to me talk." Yeah, maybe I'll send you a, a nice photo of me at the track recently. That'd be cute, and then oh, I'll yeah. make you old. Oh yeah, make me look old because like I'm definitely not gonna post that because I'm not I'm not on the trend stuff. I'm still I need to catch up on the posting about cars. I'm too busy posting about NASCAR on a page. Nerd. Hey, uh, you're a NASCAR nerd too. So yeah, I know. Except I don't get as many likes as you on Instagram. Yeah, it's because uh, I I spent my time in art school focusing on social media and stuff. Nerd. Everybody and, listening knows who and, the cool guy was. Uh, the guy that got straight C's, took six years to graduate college. Nah, I'm I'm pretty cool with what I got. It's it was it wasn't bad going to art school and you know having seventy thirty split majority women was not bad. Well, I lived in a house with a bunch of dudes. La da da da. <laughs> I'm I'm like having my 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 victory music play right now. All right, like, like Any- the life and. Life and times of bachelor art school. That was fun. Are you carding? Also, are you, uh, what's the next NASCAR race you're going to? <sighs> That's a tough one. I don't really know, honestly. Uh, NASCAR wise, uh, I'll be at an IMSA race this weekend. That's that's the thing. I'm more at IMSA races than I am NASCAR races now. Right. I mean, that makes sense. That's your job. Uh, yeah. I think my next one is going to be Darlington. So I'm, gonna I'm trying there. to get to Darlington. I want to get a media pass. So. Ooh, I'm yeah. I'm gonna be infield. Mm, fun. The, the person that hooked me up with my Austin Dillon interview. Um, you know, I will not drop names, but uh, he is getting me into the infield. He's going with me this time, so we'll see. All my Cherrygaten fans, stay tuned, because there could be a lot more content coming out of that race. Have they released their uh, throwback? scheme yet or rcr did people are doing it slowly um and uh i mean currently bowman's got the most fire one so yeah yeah i mean with what he has to work with too it's always you know yeah i hate that sponsors don't want to like get super um like super specific with logos like i wish a lot of sponsors would kind of get into the theme of it and go with the entire old school aspect of it and like redesign their logo to kind of fit but like sometimes you can't and it is what it is but i think axeron did like a good thing and it's like just i don't know it's just nice to see tim richmond being well, you like remember you remember the black gold number three car uh yes it's literally black and gold and the it said black gold on it Mm-hmm. Throwback. I think it was a Monte Carlo. Uh, that's that's the that's what Austin Dillon's cars. But instead of black gold, it says American Ethanol. 
which is still pretty tight. <laughs> oh, um, was that supposed to be like the um, Bass Pro Shops one? No, it was, it was black gold, black and gold or something like that. Uh, it's Dale, Dale Earnhardt's throwback. Well, I think it was a Monte Carlo that he was driving. Hmm. Yeah, just look it up. It, it's a pretty sweet one, honestly. But the number three always has cool throwbacks, you know? Yeah, RCR does have the arsenal of everything to pull out from, so... The only I problem mean, was uh, we finally get the number eight back. And, oh man, there was a great meme back when they were doing this that this one meme. Uh, they, we get the number eight. So you're like, okay, yeah. cool. And I get there's not like a lot of throwbacks from the the time period and decade that they're asking for, but mm-hmm. uh, their throwback paint scheme is literally a a cat um, tractor, and that's it. It's just designed to look like a, an old tractor. That one was I, I don't know like I feel like the spirit of throwbacks all about like being genuine to nascar throwback. right it's not so like a not a tractor not a tractor yeah it doesn't make it actually <laughs> You're just like what look looking back at the car it is like the black and gold car it's actually richard childress's car he drove so oh, that's even cooler for, for right. austin to to homage to pop pop there. and it's, it's just a cool. cool design and it even has the red white and blue like streak down the the hood and um the roof <laughs> that goes all the way back I really like that design. So when I saw it, I was like, okay, that's tight. Um, that is tight. And then, uh, you know, like, I don't know. They're, this is the last, like, Darlington throwback weekend ever, which is a bummer. What do you mean? Because, well, this this race won't be on uh, Labor Day weekend. Yes, it will. Uh, not next year. Uh-huh. Not that I'm, I thought they, re-cha- they changed the whole schedule up. No, I think they. I think they. They're keeping it Labor Day weekend. They're just changing the dates for the playoffs because I think it's gonna be the last one to get into the playoffs. Right. That's what it is. So like but now I think this they becomes... kept it. I think they're keeping it Labor Day weekend. I gotta look it up again, but it's like I feel like it loses its lust of being like the true Darlington race. You know what I mean? Yeah, like September sixth. The... Well, yeah, that'll be... Yeah, because Labor Day weekend changes every year. I don't mm. know. It's got to be, like, because that's, like, the tradition of it, right? Like, they brought Darlington back for Labor Day weekend. That, it would if make it's sense September to 6th, that. hopefully Labor Day weekend is September right. 6th that year. Yeah, because it but wouldn't I, make I sense like... to run it any other time. That doesn't make sense, you know? That's the whole point yeah. of it. And that's it's the only aspect of it right now, unfortunately. I feel like the track has like enough merit okay. and like history yeah. itself. So the like... seventh on Monday is Labor Day for next year. So that's good because okay. my parents live an hour and a half from the track. So I go to that one. Last year I started the tradition. Now I'm gonna go every year because it's a long weekend. So there you know. go. Have you been to Darlington? Uh, no, I've never been up to South Carolina yet. I've been to North Carolina, just I've passed through South Carolina. Man, Darlington is a lot of fun to go to, just because it's an old historical track, and it's filled mm. up, you know, for Labor Day weekend, and it's just a lot of fun. See, I'm, I'm always too, like, in the, the zone of, like, ever since I started, like, working, I don't want to go to the track and, like, just hang out. <laughs> I always, like, want to be there with my camera, at least, and have some kind of way to access specific places and take photos and stuff like it's kind of hard not to do that anymore 
I don't know. I feel you. Yeah, it's just like I would I would love to go to that race with a media credential. I think that would be the the best thing about it, and uh, just have some fun, just taking photos, just not sure to take a video. Video is too hard, but just some photos. I mean, that'd be nice. You know, maybe work on an editorial while I'm there. I'm just chilling and thrilling. Well, eventually we need to go to a race together. Yeah. So. I'll be busy, like, doing random things during the sessions. <laughs> no, dude, we'll, we can work together because I'll, I'll create some content. You can take photos. There you go. See? It would be perfect. We both yeah. get media passes. Just needs to start giving us media passes right now. Yeah, that's true. I say I want to get sponsored by Mountain Dew, but um, NASCAR, uh, I'll easily sell out. So if you want me to always be positive about every single decision you ever have, just pay me, and we don't have to disclose that. And yeah, I'll sell out like like nothing. You know, it's not gonna take much for me to sell out. So if Na- if anybody from NASCAR is listening, I I hope that you hear me loud and clear. <laughs> just sell out. Just immediately. Oh man, that's too good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, my my soul's not worth too much, so just NASCAR hit me up. I just imagine sellout playing right now from uh, Real Big Fish. So, ooh, damn, I forgot about that song. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that's the outro then. That's what's going to be playing right now. Thanks for coming on, James. Always. Yeah. Thanks for having. Always me. fun to have you on. Yes. Always fun always a good time i needed to have you back on i've been doing those interviews with arca drivers a lot of fun with those guys but i needed somebody to just bullshit with for an hour so thanks for coming on yep. doing that it's no problem you know it's it's uh totally great to be on totally arca you know steve burns always talked up the show and totally uh, arca. man I'm, it's it's great to be on totally arca <laughs> i'm changing the name it's totally arca you're not listening to chair getting anymore it's totally arca everybody go to bellyupsports.com obviously Give us those sweet, sweet, sweet page views because we want your money. Uh, Thanks once again, James, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Yeah, we'll do. Appreciate it, and uh, hopefully I'll be back on uh, shortly. Thanks again, Rattlesnake. All right. Peace. Later. I can't drum up any news sales since I'm stuck behind this microphone 24 hours a day so mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner I have been forced to sell the station to Mexican interests. Viva la revolucion!